South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances dropped? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. And so on March 1, 2023, the much-awaited and awfully delayed event of Cyril Ramaphosa's governance came to pass. Deputy President David Mabuza resigned from the National Assembly's Member of Parliament, thus clearing the way for a real Deputy President to be appointed. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Taking the Rams by the Horns. I, David Mabuza swear that I will be faithful to the Republic of South Africa and will obey, respect and uphold the Constitution and all other law of the Republic. And I solemnly promise to perform my function as a member of the National Assembly to the best of my ability. And so with these words, the man called DD took oath of office. But according to my colleague, Noma Zimangosi, political reporter on the Sowetan, that's pretty much what the former Premier of Mpumalanga ever did diligently since becoming Deputy President of the country. But let me not re- misrepresent her. Let me quote from her page three story in the paper today headlined, Mabuza finally exits after flat tenure in government. Noma Zima writes, and I quote, 103 speeches delivered, 12 delegations led, and 36 appearances during Parliament's questions and answers sessions. This is the legacy former Deputy President David Mabuza leaves behind after his departure was confirmed yesterday. Close quote. What an amazing piece of reporting. I bet none of us would have guessed these dates. In fact, many would find it so hard to believe that David Mabuza made more than three speeches in his entire tenure. And all three would have been Christmas messages, which strangely are obligatory. I do not know how Nomazima, in the midst of such good reportage, fails to inform us that the most significant achievement of DD was, in his time of office, or in office, he traveled to Russia more than all former presidents did collectively. Granted, this was not on formal business, but it is worth noting in my view even though he never returned from Russia with love. He was dubbed the cat because he so named himself a while ago when he returned to public life after a long disappearance. But at the 55th National Conference of the ANC in December last year, it would appear the cat reached his ninth life. He was not re-elected deputy president of the party. Those in the know say it was by choice. We will not know, just like it seems we will never know the truth about the allegations that have followed him all his political life. Notably, President Ramaphosa lauded Mabuza for his good work while in office. <laughs> that one. He would also lord Kaiser Chief for not winning any trophies in the past eight years. 
let me not digress. In fact, before I sing further into trouble, let me invite Nomazima into this conversation. Hello. Uh, good afternoon or good morning. Good, good morning. day. Good morning. You keep it day. <laughs> you don't day. know when they're going to listen. Right? Be good honest day. with me. Be honest with me. Until you were assigned the story. Did you remember any of Didi's speeches? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, when we saw those stats, or rather, we actually counted them, um, I was shocked. <laughs> Probably shocking. just as you were. <laughs> you were like, I was gasping, like, really? Yeah. Really? So, I, yeah. I mean, I do remember. So, I come originally from Dobsonville, so it. And I remember one day I was going to see my parents in the. We live on a busy road, and it was it was closed. I couldn't access the road. Eventually, when I made it home, and I was on the, watching the television, I realized that the deputy president was giving an HIV an AIDS speech, AIDS Day speech in the clinic on the same road. Like, oh, so that's why this is happening. So I remember that speech that he made. I was I never listened to it, but I do remember something else. You know, ask a question three years ago by Dr. Mwiseni Lozo of the AFF, Economic Freedom Fighters, about the fourth industrial release. Uh, uh, Fourth Industrial Revolution. DD had this to say. Deputy well, President. Uh, in terms of the first, the second, and the third Industrial Revolution, probably that's a new question. Um, because the question it's intended is looking at the fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, you're taking me back to the a feudal way of doing things. I must take you, we must start from the first industrial revolution, come to the third industrial revolution. That will take us a long time. And I'm prepared, I'm prepared if a new question is asked to explain all these industrial revolutions. Up to the, the fourth industrial revolution, and I'm not very sure as a country as a country, whether we are in the third um, industrial revolution or whether the second industrial revolution. Profound, right? I mean, in fact, I think the right word is revolutionary. That was the fifth industrial revolution in, in action right there in parliament. Other than being deputy president of the ANC, why in your honest view, no, 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 Zima, why in your honest view was DD ever deputy president of this country uh, i can't say. <laughs> i can't say it would honestly be obviously the events that took place in 2017 in nazrek and if even if you speak to anyone else they can't give you like a clear answer it was just those behind the scene moves that saw him switch sides and that had him elected otherwise i mean it's as um public sentiment he's been absent He's okay, let me ask a memorable. different question. Why, why did he agree to become deputy president? I mean, the man was completely uninterested in the gig. I, I mean, there's um, people are enticed by power. Um, so I but use it. He didn't even use the power. He, he had power. I mean, he's I, known to be moving silently, but unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't pan out for him. It didn't pan out. Maybe he was just. Um, beaten by national politics. Um, Look, it's I, I a different game. 
I'm scared of cats, right? I mean, and it's, it's probably because of the superstitions linked to cats and black people. At my age, we have issues with cats. I think younger people would have no issues with cats. Maybe that's how cats move, right? Maybe that's, they pair quietly and they that's do That's how they move. And I mean, like, one of, it's not even a speech, but like, one of the things that his, the famous phrase that he's, umundu yalimala, like, I yeah, mean, that's like, Didi. <laughs> so Didi, right? That is Didi. Yeah, that is Didi. Like, I mean, when he said, about uh, Paul <laughs> so DD, right? Yeah. Um, there's an incident, um, just speaking of how absent he actually was. Um, I mean, he was part of the interministerial task team on COVID-19 vaccines. And I remember him um, in PE at the Aspen plant. Um, because he's just been so missing in action, I remember, I mean, obviously they were wearing PPEs. Yes. There was a local photographer from PE. He just thought he was some random person. He was like, hey, Wena, move! And then did <laughs> So it was just like... Excuse, that's the deputy president there. So he's just like unforgettable. Like forgettable he actually. is forgettable. He's forgettable. I, you forget that he's there. And unfortunately, I South Africans never, forgot. I swear to you, I've never seen someone in such a high profile job keeping such a low profile. It, he, could, he could have actually played the lead character in the movie The Invisible Man. <laughs> Wait, maybe he was the Invisible Man. <laughs> what do you know? Right? I mean, did you ever get to interview him personally? No, I didn't. I've actually never interviewed him personally. That is true. I spoke to him. Um, you know, um, in the days leading up to the to the conference in December, um, they would have NEC meetings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was just actually during those days leading up to the conference, he was very jolly, saying, "I ah, know I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm good." So he was actually when you meet him, he's very personable. He but is. He is. I just don't know where it, where, what happened, what went wrong for him. Well, I can only guess that you didn't try because I don't, I don't expect anyone to try. I mean, I don't see why there should be enthusiasm to interview him. He didn't stand out for anything in particular. So I don't blame him for you for not having interviewed him. It's okay. You probably are one of a million journalists who never interviewed him. And those who did won't count more than two. In the unlikely event that you ever would have interviewed him, what's the one thing you, you, would, ask, you would have asked him? I suppose I would ask him what you just asked me. <laughs> Why did you take the job? <laughs> I suppose I'd ask him that. Why did you take the job? Because, like, honestly, he's he's just he wasn't he wasn't memorable. And I think it's what um, one of the analysts I spoke to was saying that um, past um, ANC deputy presidents are currently in use within the party mm -hmm. and are held in such high regard as being known to have institutional knowledge. They're still kept within the ranks, maybe to advise in some form of another. And they were saying, like, we don't anticipate that being Didi. Well, he could be our ambassador to Russia. He could be. <laughs> he should know better about I mean, that country. we all know right? how he feels about the country. <laughs> you know what I would ask him if I ever got to interview him? I would ask him about this committed love to leather jackets. <laughs> guy loves leather jackets. In 2023, he still wears leather jackets. I would try to know where does this come from. But did we ever get to know what kept the men going to Russia more than to Parliament? <laughs> no. Still, uh, still, still question marks. There's still question marks around that. Still question marks. I mean, we've seen cases. 
ill health is getting ill health, ready. Yeah. Well, he's even said he's gone because he's not feeling well, but we had to guess, right? Mm. And you would think it's an obligation that we get to be told that at that highest office what's happening. But anyway. And you also ask yourselves, what do what can Russian doctors do that South African doctors can't? Genuinely. So, genuinely. How, how should we remember him? I mean, that's, that should be something that stands out. Not. I can't. I mean, the man's delivered 103 speeches, so clearly someone can go to the archives and just pull something uh, and just pull something. It was more, I don't know, it was more um, filling in the holes that were left. But I mean, like, he did what a deputy president is meant to do. Yeah. He filled he deputized, those shoes. He yeah. deputized. He was the chair of all these ceremonial posts he did that he fulfilled that yeah and you head of government business you know, which left us in the dark and <laughs> yes. with no trains running and, yes you know. so i mean um unfortunately he had what four five years and um, i think he could have done more I, I know I don't I don't know how I will remember him. I, I know that much. Except of course by knowing that my tax will continue to fund his retirement for the yes. rest of his living days on yes. earth. And and after all, I do understand because in his own words, the ANC does not throw its own into dustbins and forget about them. We we don't have we don't have a dustbin where we throw people. We correct people, we move with them. Who will replace him? I We're anticipating Paul to do that, but... Seemingly, it's not obvious, right? It should be. Um, cause it they keep on telling us lately that it's not ANC policy or, you know, it's not a written policy that the deputy becomes It should present. be. It should be. It would be the first time, I think, that it wouldn't be the case. Um, well, in, in post-exile post post time. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I mean, even now, um, the minister in the presidency, Umontle Ngungubele, was, um, he's basically emphasizing what the president's spokesperson said yesterday, that the president will make an announcement in a few days. It's just, it's almost like this is the line you feed to the public. Don't deviate, stay there. But there seemingly is just no urgency with anything that the president is doing lately. Nothing. I mean, the guy wanted to leave a while ago and he kept him kept him around for not being around. Uh, you know, okay. But whoever, in my view, replaces D.D., Ramaphosa can forget about having the presidency all to himself. Yes. I know it's not going to be a D.D. type. Whoever it is, they're going to be involved and they're going to make him shake a bit. But... As usual, Nomazima, and thank you for coming again. I like people who come again and again here. Political report on the Sowetin. Read her story on Didi Mabuza in the paper today. Thank you. Thank you. For any questions you have about David Mabuza. But if you insist on the question, put it in writing. Let's take it forward. On that electrifying note for a man who did not light any fires, that concludes today's episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.